What's going on, friends and fam? Thank you so much for watching Every Day is a Saturday with your host, me, myself, and I, Brian Roof. Hey, guys, another great day, another great show. Hey, you know what? Sometimes TikTok can do some good, you know, and I scroll through there often, and uh, that's how I found my next guest. My next guest served his country proud for over 25 years. He started off as a Marine reservist and then ended up going in the National Guard and then decided to go active duty in the United States Army from 2000 to 2021. And then he retired. Let's meet my next guest, Damon. Hey, good morning. Good morning, Brian. How are you? Good morning. What's up, Damon? How you doing, brother? Glad to have you on. Yeah, I'm doing well. Just uh... All right, man. Well, you know what? Let's uh, get to know who Damon is. You know, let's kind of learn how, you know, you ended up going into the Marine Reservist. Why in the world sure. you left the Marine Corps to go into the Army and, uh, you know, how your Army career was and, you know, how things are going now, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, sure. So I signed up uh, in uh, a small town. It's a beautiful little city. It's called Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. I signed up uh, there. Joined the Marine Reserves, you know, obviously uh, wanted to finish my four-year degree. And uh, between my sophomore and junior summer, uh, I lived at home and I went to a junior college there in Coeur d'Alene. And, uh, you know, I saw these commercials, right, about, uh, you know, this physical challenge. I was a runner in high school, uh, played a little football, uh, well, a lot of football, but uh, I just craved that physical challenge and also needed money for uh, school to finish my degree. So, uh, that's why I signed up uh, in the reserves, and that's why I wanted to see if my body could meet that uh, challenge of Marine boot camp, you know, that I saw in the commercials. So, <laughs> yeah. And uh, awesome, man. Then, but, so then after, you know, you know, tell us about, you know, life in the reservist. Yeah, sure, sure. So it was in the 90s, uh, of course, during a time of peace. Uh, I also, I forgot to mention this, Brian, I, I, I felt a little bit of regret after not going to desert storm. Right. So I signed up in 91, right after desert storm, it completed. I just felt I was going to school. So, you know, I was being productive with my life, but there was something that said to me, I don't, I wanted to serve, you know? So anyway, um, that's, that's part of the story, but, uh, my, my reserve years were, were wonderful. Um, it was in Spokane, Washington. It was about a 30-minute drive from Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, just right over the border on I-90. Uh, and we'd go into drill weekend, and we that was, uh, you know, uh, the howitzers that were towed by trucks. Um, and uh, we'd drive to Yakima, you know, which is about a four-hour drive, and we'd shoot all day Saturday and come back Sunday and clean. And then, in you know, the two weeks in the summer, um, We'd go to Fort Sill. We went down to uh, 29 Palms once. <laughs> so when a Marine says that, you know, I, I only had two weeks there, though. But my two weeks there were more than enough to say that this is not a right place for a sound human being in his right mind. <laughs> That's why it's called the stumps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we did some training down there. Uh, so 92 to 98, uh, you know, I, I, when you sign up for the reserves, it's a six-year commitment. So I did my six years and uh, then I was looking, uh, you know, something to keep me going. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, and I found out that, uh, so I was artillery in Spokane, but then I moved down to, to Boise, Idaho and uh, was a tanker. I went to tank school at Fort Knox, Kentucky. So being a Marine going on an army base to a school 
was a rather unique experience. If any Marines are listening to this and they go to an army base for a school, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so anyway, I do that. And then I come back to Boise, Idaho. It was like maybe four years into my contract. I finished out my time in Boise, Idaho. And then uh, the Idaho National Guard, they had a tank unit. Found out that I could keep my rank uh, and just you know do the same job. And so I switched over. Um, I was kind of looking at the uh, OCS uh, National Guard program. I just, I just, one of those deals where you're young in life, you're not really sure what you're going to do. I just never followed through with it, you know? So I just never followed through. So um, I went over there and I uh, never followed through. And then, um, um, boy, this is a long story. I'm sorry. Uh, no, this <laughs> is what, this with, is what this is for, man. Uh, bear, with, bear with me listeners, but um I, I, I uh, got an opportunity to move up to back up to my hometown with my job. That's the thing when you're in the national guard or reserves, you know, sometimes these opportunities in your civilian job are going to offer you better opportunities. And you're like, Oh crap, what do I do? So it was either, you know, make a eight hour drive, a one hour flight uh, to keep my same position here at the, in the Idaho guard. I said, no, I'm not going to do that. So I went over to the Idaho, sorry, the Washington state national guard. So again, just like in the Marine Reserves, I drove over to Spokane, Washington, about a 30-minute drive. And uh, I did my drill. One one drill weekend, this is like, uh, I think, uh, spring of 99, uh, probably, or summer of 99, this uh, first sergeant comes in, and he's like, you know, we're going to move all our tanks to Seattle, Washington. You've got to drive to Seattle or fly to Seattle, you know, if you want to keep your position in this uh in this unit, I said, first sergeant, I was a sergeant at the time. I said, I'm not going to do that. I'm sorry. That's a, that's, you know, I knew I was in with my regs too, because it was more than a 50 mile radius. So he's like, all right, sergeant. And he's a little frustrated. He's like, you just go to the S2 shop and you just sit there for the weekend. And you know, you're a smart guy. I'm going to send you the S2 shop. I don't know what he was thinking. Anyway, I go to the S2 shop and there's a staff sergeant who was like, yeah, I was former army counterintelligence, you know, so he's active duty army counterintelligence. Now he's just trying to you know, do his guard time um, in, uh, in in Spokane. And uh, he starts telling me about this MOS called Army Counterintelligence. And I'm like, man, I watched, you know, the James Bond movies, you know. <laughs> it was nothing like it once you get in. But anyway, I was like, <laughs> ah. next morning after that drill weekend, literally on Monday morning on that drill weekend, uh, I went down, I said, you know, I want to go active duty counterintelligence. And this Army recruiter, Staff Sergeant, he just looked at me and was like, there's no such thing, son. Like, you got to be kidding me, man. You got to be kidding me. I, cause I knew he's like, I, I said, come on, man, come on. You got to figure this out for me. He's like, okay, let's drive to Spokane. Let's, let's take you to the MEP station. So I go to the MEP station and this master sergeant had E8 had to help me out and find this MOS. Right. And uh, she was like, well, I got some good news and bad news. I found the MOS for you, but the ASVAB that you, you took, the score is not high enough for you to qualify for this MOS. I was like, let me take it again right now. <laughs> Literally. So I took it, I passed. So, you know, that was um, the uh, like January of uh, 2000. And uh, it got me uh, a, a plane ticket and uh, a bus ticket to go to these five, this five-day in-processing course at Fort Jackson, South Carolina. And I'm telling you, it was the just the strangest thing you've ever experienced. You go through this paperwork drill, but you meet these folks that had these breaks in service and, and inner branch transfers. And I'm telling you the stories like just 
just mind blowing, you know, and then all these folks were just trying to get in back into the service, but it was like, you know, five day in processing drill. And then, uh, put me on a plane, sent me down to Fort Huachuca, Arizona. Uh, oh my gosh, a beautiful little quiet little base. Uh, if anybody's MI listening to this, they know what I'm talking about. Just the most quietest base, hiking trails, outdoor activity, uh, anything you could think of, uh, you know, 60 minutes away from Tucson, Arizona. And, uh, I started my course there and I finished in August of 2000 and, uh, became an army counterintelligence uh, investigator a- agent special agent and away i went and my first duty station was 525 mi brigade at fort bragg north carolina now fort liberty yeah that's awesome yeah thank you <laughs> so, yeah yeah man uh, so let's uh hear more about your uh army career and stuff like that go a little bit you know deeper into sure your, sure sure so, so uh yeah absolutely anybody who's listening to this probably Maybe a little bit too much information, but uh, break down. No, no, no. This is okay, this is that's is what this show's for. You know, you're probably awesome. helping someone out on their drive right now, and awesome. you know they're probably listening. They're awesome. like, "Hey, yeah, go ahead, <laughs> keep on talking. I got another 45 minutes." <laughs> uh, All right, no, 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 no. okay, good, 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 Brian. Okay, so army counterintelligence. You could kind of break it down into uh, the tactical realm and the strategic realm. So when I went to 525 MI Brigade, oh, forgot to mention, I had to go to airborne school to get to uh, 525 at, at, at Fort Bragg, now Fort Liberty, because it was an airborne unit. Okay. So I had to do that. So um, I had to do that. So, which is, which is just, just nuts jumping out of an airplane, but uh, I digress. So uh, I go to, I go to 525 and uh, away I went doing tactical counterintelligence. So I would go down range and I would screen the uh, local nationals. You know, I'd screen them and vet them. I would provide threat assessments to the commander, tactical threat assessment on bases, uh, give him recommendations. I would uh, uh, I can say what I can here on this on this unclass system. Um, I would I would uh, have source meetings. Uh, it's okay, I can say that. I would have source meetings. Um, that's all I can go into that and uh, sure. conduct, uh, you know, obviously the, the the meetings were in a regard to protecting the security uh, on the base. And so I, I did that. And that's uh, more of a more of a tactical, uh, a, say, tactical counterintelligence. <clears throat> I did that for uh, four years and then uh, opportunity to reenlist. Uh, the army said, uh, Damon, if you reenlist, we'll give you uh, a $20,000 bonus and we'll let you pick, uh, which, which, which assignment you want to go to. And so it's like, that's what happens when you get into these, you know, really unique, um, high density, they come high density, uh, MOSs in the army. They're going to throw bonuses at you. So I came home and talked to my wife, um, a wife of uh, now 29 years was a, always been a big partner of mine. Um, every, every move that I made in the army. Uh, active duty. I always consulted her with it with, with her. She's uh, the huge support. I can tell you more stories about that later and how we met uh, on a Marine Corps blind date, but uh, during uh, and a ball 92, but uh, um, I consulted with her and she's like, I really like staying here at Fayetteville, North Carolina. Can you, can you look at assignments that are here? And I said, you know what? <laughs> There's an opening at third special forces group. And I was like, just that's the coolest thing, you know, go be an Intel support soldier, you know, to a, to a army SF unit. And I'm an, I'm an E6 net. I'm just hard charging. And so I went, I did that for two, uh, for three years. I deployed with them down to Kandahar, Afghanistan. 
pretty much the same mission, uh, just on uh, super super steroids. These guys were uh, the cream of the crop. You know, they would go out and uh, have a firefight. Um, uh, they would secure the objective, and I would come in and I have the responsibility with me and my team. You know, I had a few E3s, E4s work for me, right? I would go and I would do some uh, tactical questioning of the detainees, uh, check the pocket litter, that sort of thing. And I was responsible, me and my team were responsible for getting down, getting them down to the uh, detainee facility in Kandahar, Afghanistan, um, which was just an enormous, an enormous uh, mission task, I'm telling you. Uh, and I, I did that every day. I probably, in my six month rotation, I probably did that maybe eight or 10 times, you know, because uh, it's very time intensive. You're talking, they go secure the objective. I'm on the ground, maybe 24, 48 hours, you know, in security, uh, Constantina wire, uh, doing the, uh, the whole uh, questioning thing. And then I get them on a, then you got to call for the bird, you know, get the choppers down to land and uh, get them on the bird. And that was a challenge. And, self uh you know had them zip tied and and goggled you know we weren't allowed to use the hoods you know that was of course uh, against uh the rules at the time so um get them on the, the chopper and get them into the detainee facility and uh you know i was there and then i try to question them at the detainee facility um as much as i can say about that on this system but um Oh uh, yeah, that was that. That was third special forces group. You know, I did that, and then, uh, like I said, uh, two two areas of counterintelligence, tactical and strategic. And uh, so, I said to the army, my assignments manager, I said, you know, I really need to get over into the strategic strategic realm. So, I went over to strategic uh, side, and uh, that's you know just working on an army base. I would come in in a khakis, slacks, and uh, uh, dress shoes and a collared shirt, and I'd have my badge and credentials. And uh, there were no deployments. I would just, more or less, it's like criminal investigation division, you know, in the army. But uh, I would only be allowed to investigate uh, crimes of national security. So what's kind of interesting, listeners, if, 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 if you want some education here, free piece of trivia for you. Uh, the Navy, you know, the Navy, NCIS, and the Air Force OSI, Office of Special Investigators, they are allowed to do both counterintelligence and criminal. Uh, it's, it's been a big dispute in the army. Don't ask me why some higher ups had a, a territorial battle, but they break down army, uh, criminal cases and then army national security cases into two separate branches. So army CID handles the criminal army counterintelligence handles the national security. So, you know, I would uh, go on the base and I would do my threat awareness reporting briefings. Uh, you know, basically, uh, not not a bad job uh, with with the op tempo that was going on at the army at the time. Uh, it was a kind of a nice break uh, for the first time ever in my career. You know, I had I was able, allowed to do PT uh, on my own, and so I do my PT on my own, and I would drive my kids to to the school. You know, which I had three kids, blessings of my life. Now they're twenty seven, twenty five, and twenty three. Uh, greatest mm-hmm. thing that happened to me and my wife, but. Uh, what a what a what a blessing! What a reward to take my kids to school. Uh, you know, during my days at Fort Bragg, I would leave before they got up uh, to hit the PT time. You know, at zero six thirty, and then I, I would. A lot of days I would come back and they'd be already in bed. You know, yeah, so some hard times. Anyway, uh, we all been there. Anybody deployed after nine eleven knows what I'm talking about. Anybody served after nine eleven knows what I'm talking about. There was the op tempo was just it was just crazy. 
But anyway, here I am, you know, wearing my civilian clothes and I drive my kids to school and uh, I'd have maybe a talk with the, you know, the teacher there and uh, then and get on my way. Uh, I would I kind of would maybe leave um, work when I had to. Uh, I would come in when I had to. So, you know, if they had practices at six o'clock or four, four o'clock in the afternoon, I want to make it early day to get my kids. Um, I was able to do that. Anyway, very rewarding. I was able to check the block with uh, my tactical or sorry, my strategic CI. Uh, worked a lot with the FBI, had some uh, many joint cases with the FBI. <clears throat> All I can say about that, but I got to know a lot of uh, uh, FBI and um, Oh, some other agencies, you know, that had to do with national security. Uh, and that uh, was uh, was beneficial. So Army counterintelligence and tactical and strategic. Uh, about 2006 rolls around and my MOS uh, since 9-11 just hurt number wise, strength wise. I'm telling you, just strength wise was just uh, it was tough. You know, I think a lot of the young kids, uh, male and female, uh, military intelligence time. So a lot of, well, I worked with a lot of females, you know, it was kind of a rewarding experience in the, my time in the nineties in the Marine reserves, you know, uh, not many females obviously, cause it was artillery. And then I went on a tank. So, uh, working with, uh, you know, the female, it was, it was great. I loved it. Rewarding experience. Um, but, uh, gosh, dang it. I lost my train. <laughs> uh, where was I going with that? Where was I going with that? Um, uh anyway um getting to work with the females yeah, and know. the counterintelligence and kind of yeah yeah just a re rewarding experience um but uh oh oh yeah yeah sorry i got it <laughs> so a lot of these young kids male and female yeah got it uh they would they would take off after four years doing their contract oh because the training that, that you got uh was so valuable. You know, they take off and do, uh, you given your badge and credentials, top secret clearance, poof, they were gone. So um, my point is that the, the army really hurt number wise. So 2006 rolls around and the uh, assignments uh, branch at, at uh, army warrant officer counterintelligence went through my records. They were like, Hey, you, you are, you are awesome NCOERs. Um, you know, you qualify for the warrant officer program in the army. So, I was like, yeah, sign me up. So um, I talked to my wife. Uh, she supported it. It was great. Uh, and so when you see a warrant officer in the Army, uh, think about this. They, they've they already had their, I had like seven years in, which is pretty, pretty early. Uh, but I was a fast tracker. So I just did well. I just, I just focused, buckled down, and I, I did well. I probably maybe sacrificed some family time for that, but th that's the choice I made at the time, you know. I'm trying to get, get it back now, but, uh, uh I did well, I fast tracked. And, uh, so you see an army warrant officer, um, they've already got like pretty much average time when they went into warrant was eight to 10 years. And then when you, when you pin on that, that W one, you owe the army six years. So you're already, you already say, yeah, yeah, I'm in for the 20. See what I'm saying? You're in for the 20. So when at seven years, when I tell my wife, you know, uh, we're going to do this, it was like, okay, you know, it's a six-year commitment uh, to take that uh, pinning. So away I went and uh, succeeded. Uh, always been very uh, blessed um, physically-wise. I, I never really came down on any injuries. I got a lot of friends, so many good friends that had to get out because of back or knees uh, or, or TBI, uh, unfortunately. Um, we can talk about that, but uh, 
I was blessed. I was blessed. And I sailed through uh, the ranks. I made my CW3 early. I was a uh, below the zone promotion, so to speak. And I uh, retired in September of 2021 20, uh, as a CW4. And I did my three years uh, to keep to keep uh, the high three pay. I did my three years. I uh, pinned September 18 of uh, my CW4. I pinned uh, September of 18. And I, I retired right at September of 21. <laughs> so... Yeah. Outstanding. Thank you. So, yeah, man, I mean, uh, what was your favorite thing about being in the Army? I mean, what did you like the most about being in the Army? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a TikTok video about this, and uh, I want people to know this uh, about me. Uh, it is so important to me. Uh, the, the the most rewarding thing that I I, I had in the Army was, was uh, when I reached my rank of, like, CW3, uh, and I was able to give command to uh, my, my, my colonel, my lieutenant colonel, and he or she would take me seriously. But it was, it was that ability to take a group. I had probably 12 people work for me. And I'm telling you, they were the most diverse. They were the most diverse uh, with ethnicity, nationality, religion, gender, and now sexual orientation, right? And I would take that team and... I would mold them and we would go and accomplish the mission and to have that diversity come together as one, you know, again, like I said, sexual orientation, religion, gender, nationality, uh, uh, ethnicity, uh, nationality was just so rewarding. That's, 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 that's it, hands down. Uh, I, you, you cannot beat that now, you know, going down range too, and, 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 uh, building schools for girls that, uh, uh, could go to school in Afghanistan, you know, during the time when the Taliban, you know, obviously taken over, but uh, uh, going to a, uh, an event where we give medical care to men and women, they call them med caps. Um, so rewarding. Then later in my career, 2017, as a CW3, again, I go down range and uh, with 1st Armor Division at Fort Bliss, Texas. And uh, we are the unit on the last stand when the official word comes down that ISIS is defeated in, in Iraq and Syria. Okay. ISIS is defeated. And to say that I was part of that unit in 2018, in January 2018, to say that I was part of that unit, you know, I had a cont contribution. I had target packets that helped, you know, neutralize ISIS uh, with my, my collectors. That's all I can say about that. But um, so rewarding. I'm, I'm telling you, it's so rewarding. A lot of sacrifice. Like I said, three kids. I uh, did six deployments. Five were combat-related. Um, but, uh, it was just the most rewarding experience, um, I, I, have ever had, I encourage any young man, young male or female listening to this, look at the uh, service as a career choice, or just an opportunity to, to do some, some, some service, uh, where, um, you are part of an organization that is diverse and just has some, some great goals. I mean, you know. Uh, there are so many things, tuition assistance, you know, uh, the fact that the military places such a high emphasis on your physical body, you know, mentally, uh, we're, we're still struggling a little bit mentally, you know, there's a lot of resources mentally, we're still struggling. But um, that's another thing that I like to promote is mental, mental therapy, mental health awareness. But, um, you know, physically, you know, the first thing that you do when you in the military, when you wake up, the first thing you do is you go with with a you with a you know your your squad your section uh male and female in my case the military intelligence 
and you do physical exercise. You know, so it's a, it's that importance of taking care of your body. You know, um, it's just so rewarding. Uh, I can go on and on about the benefits of uh, the travel. You know, if you're a young male or female listening to this, you are going to see some parts of the world that'll just blow you away and it'll make you appreciate what you have here in America. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, man. So uh, you got a favorite uh, good story that, you know, while you've been in? You've been on a lot of deployments and stuff. Oh, yeah, you yeah, any, yeah, like, yeah. Like, like a big oh. story that stands out to you the most in your career? Well, I, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, my, my best story that I have is, uh, you know, like I said, when uh, I signed up to join the Marine Corps Reserves <laughs> and we had a Marine Corps ball in Spokane, Washington. And, uh, you know, I'm going to school full time, but I also have a part time job. Right. So I park cars and, and a bellhop at this uh, really uh, beautiful Coeur d'Alene resort. If you get a chance to go to Coeur d'Alene, please go. It'll just blow you away. The scenery is just amazing. So anyway, uh, it's October, September time frame. And uh, I say to one of my buddies, you know, God dang, I had no no date for this ball. It was a 92. I got no date. Right. So he's like, ah, you know, uh, I know somebody. So he talks to the spa manager. The spa manager has a friend. <laughs> anyway, um, she recommends uh, my wife now, uh, Jennifer, and I call up Jennifer, ask her to go to the ball. And uh, I tell you what, Brian, I know what got her. I know what got her. I know, I know why she's still my wife today. <laughs> uh, other than us being a, 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 a team and, and having some good, good goals together. But I tell you what got her really was the Marine dress blues. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. It yeah. works every time. <laughs> mm-hmm. So anyway, Brian, uh, that's my story. My best story about military, uh, military story. That was in, uh, November 10th of 1992, and we were married uh, in August of 93. So, yeah. Outstanding. Yeah, pretty quick. Outstanding, man. And <laughs> pretty quick. Married. Pretty so quick. We've had a, a, yeah, we've had it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's amazing because, you know, a lot of marriages don't make it through uh, career. Uh, you know, even even when you go in for four yeah. years, uh, marriages don't work out, I mean, through the military. So, uh that's yeah, that's right. outstanding that you guys are have been able to make it work so many years and now you're here you are and now let's uh now let's go ahead and switch it up into you know your retirement man and and what what's life for like for you now and you know what are you doing with yourself and how are you enjoying you know retirement yeah yeah okay um for everyone listening uh if you are gonna go through a retirement or about to go through a retirement uh I have some advice. <laughs> um, yeah, well, yep, that's yeah, what this is all about. Yeah, it's, no, it's, it's cool. Um, first of all, uh, the reason I retired is because my wife asked me to, and 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 uh, it, it it was time. It was time. Okay, I'd, I'd, uh, like uh, y- like you said, uh, I'd, on my retirement orders, it's thirty years time in service, but about 24, 24 active. So um, it was it was time. It was time. Uh, my body was telling me it was time. Uh, but, um, she asked me to, and, um, uh, I had to say yes, but it was, it was, uh, it's rough. I'll tell you, I, you have an identity when you're serving and that identity was just immediately kind of just stripped away. Right. So 
that's why I go on Facebook uh, and I subscribe to so many veteran uh, organizations on Facebook. That's why I'm on TikTok promoting veteran issues. I have probably, if you want to check out my page, it's under just, just under my name, Damon Durachi. Uh, but I have 10 videos in there about going through the VA claim process uh, from my experience that would help a veteran. Um, I say, well, you're going through retirement. Make sure you get your medical records straight. Okay, this is so so very important to me. I'm so glad you, you, you're bringing this up, Brian, because I went through this and I'm telling you, you know, when, no one tells you this in the military, man. I, I could not believe it. If I didn't have like some peers, like a lieutenant colonel that was going through the process the same time I was, I was able to bounce off, you know, ideas about like, how to, how, you know, the filing system and going to your CMP exam, I kind of would have been lost. I mean, and I had a, I had a retired CW5 help me out too. I would call him both of them and say, Hey, I got this CMP exam coming up. What, what can I prepare myself for? But I'm telling you, you, you go through this class, you know, the army has this class, uh, you know, transition class soldier for life. But it, it, anyway, it doesn't even scratch the service. Anyway, I'm so, so glad that you brought this up. It's so very important to me. If you are if you are an active duty service member and you are you know, about to retire, about one year out, start looking at your medical records, okay? And here's another thing. Here's another thing. There were several injuries that I had that I did not document at the time. I was on airborne status. I had like three concussions, okay? I didn't go see the doc. You, if you're an active duty, you, if you're a hard charger, you know what I'm talking about. You know why I didn't see the doc. You can't do it. You know, you don't want to look, you don't want to have your buddy say sick bay commander, sick bay ranger, you know, why are you doing yeah. this? Okay, here's what I did. Here's what I did. I, 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 I took my jump log and I went to the doc and I said, Doc, you know, I'm sorry I didn't, I didn't document this, uh, but here's my jump log. And on this day, I got a, I got a, I got a concussion. And, um, you know, he just, he just documented it. I don't know if that will happen for you. You know, I don't, don't take my word for it. Uh, that's just my case, but he documented it and, and it helped. And I'm, I'm, I'm currently uh, rated for a certain percentage. If you don't mind, I'd, I'd like to keep that a little private to me. But I'm but I'm rated yep. for a percentage for, for TBI. All right, it's TBI. And uh, I'm so glad that I went back there. My point is that if you did not get something documented because you're a hard charger and you put the mission first, which completely understandable in my head. I didn't there's there's a reason I made CW4, folks. I'm telling you, there's a reason I made that rank in 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 in, in, in 21 in 21 years. Okay. Um Go back to the doc and document it. Just, just see what will happen. You, you know what? Uh, here's another story. My wife and I, we paid out of our own pocket to get a sleep sleep study done. Okay. You know, I know it was like $1,300 or so. And that's, that's difficult financial for some folks to, to you know, they can't, they can't do that. But it was just so important for, for us to, we just did it on our own. You know, we just did it on our own. And then get this one. <laughs> Get this. I went back to the dock with my wife in the room and she told what's happening. This this uh, this army captain, he looked at me and was like, he just shook his hand at me. He's like, what are you talking about? You did that? Okay. So we put in the system and we got reimbursed for it. I'm telling you, six, 30 days later, we got a check in the mail from TRICARE. <laughs> but anyway, you know what I'm talking about? You've got to take into your own account, your own health and, and, and make sure you file your claims. Okay. You can file your claims. 180 days out before your ETS or your retirement orders, right? So you can file those claims. Get your records straight about maybe I'd say about a year out, maybe nine months out. And then uh, in my case, I got very lucky. You know, I'm on TikTok. I probably listen to uh, VSOs, uh, VA Navigators is one. I'll put in a plug for them. 
VA navigators, listen to them. He's on a live session every week. I don't, I can't remember the time. Just, just, just you know, on, on TikTok, just Google it. He's on Facebook, VA navigators. I listen to those uh, about once a week. And because I love to go in the chat box and give my perspective, my recommendation to young service members uh, that are trying to do this VA claim process because it is complicated and tough. And I'm telling, I don't know how they, I don't know how these folks do it when they've gotten out and they've passed that one year, you know, one year stat, you know, that one year status. Yeah. You know, I, they have to go back. Uh, God bless them. I don't know how y'all do it. I, uh, you know, I know a lot of them pay for uh, an attorney to help them. That's, 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 that's cool. Um, that's fine. But there are many, many good veteran service officers, VSOs, veteran service officers that you can use and utilize every county, every county should have one. Um, you know, every county in our United States should have one. I put that on, uh, on TikTok once and this gal from West Virginia wrote back and said, no, it's not the case here in West Virginia, but <laughs> you know, West Virginia, oh, wow. I don't know. Okay. Maybe That's there are fun. some areas. Yeah. Maybe there are yeah. some areas that, that are just too remote, but anyway, um, I got so lucky because I went to the VSO on my base at Fort Bliss when I retired. Uh, my VSO and I filed 37 claims on my behalf. I know it sounds like a lot, but consider I was in for, you know, 20, 24 active 30, 30 total. So consider that. But we filed 37 claims and uh, I have seven or eight that were, you know, 10%, a few, one, 150 and then one, one to, to 100. Um, <clears throat> so anyway... I said I wasn't going to. I got to imagine in the army, you jumping, you guys jumping all the time, man, destroying your bodies, you know, jumping out and landing. I mean, some of those look like some pretty rough landings, man. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. My TB, my TBI uh, rating was, was pretty high. So, um, and I also had a a car, a car accident, a concussion I had in, in, uh, BNOC. That's your, your school that you go when you're, you're trying to get your E6. And uh, you know what? I didn't go see the instructors. It was like a, you know, hit me pretty hard. It was some, some cart came in and popped me from behind, right? I didn't go see the cadre because I was worried they might ask me to leave the course. And then what does that do? I can't get promoted. You know, so I, when, when, when there are some, <laughs> it's a hard balance, folks. If you're listening to this and you're in the, in, in the service, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Taking care of your body and your mental health at, at the same time, accomplishing the mission for your command. Um, it is a hard balance, but uh, anyway, um, <clears throat> that was one of those that I went back to the doc and I said, "Hey, can you can you document this?" And he did. But um, my TBI has a has a has a pretty high rating because of that car accident, my my jumps, like you said, the concussions uh, that I received. But um, I got my rating. Uh, you know, it took me. I retired in September of twenty one. I started my terminal leave in May of twenty one. My final rating from the VA didn't come till January. So. I did all my CMP exams while I was during that transition leave time, right? Uh, in the Army, we're kind of lucky. We get our DD-214 the day before you start your transition leave, right? So you go in and you talk to the retirement wow. services officer. And and this gal, she, this gal, she said, here's your 214, uh, Chief D, you know, look at it. I, I said, looks at it. I, I saw my you know, my, my awards and my, my combat deployments. And I was like, you know, cause you want to make sure that's straight. Right. And I said, yeah, it looks good. So I got my two to 14. So, uh, if I don't know how y'all do it in the air force and Navy, uh, coast guard, you know, the Marine Corps, um, uh, 
I, she told me that, you know, you're very lucky being in the army because we give you a 214 before you actually, so, so I'm getting this 214. I hadn't officially retired yet. So anyway, um, I used that. Uh, my VSO was like, Hey, send me your combat action badge, you know? So I was like, dang, my combat action badge. I got that in Afghanistan in 2005. I tell you what, I was so, I was so, uh, this is a lesson for all you service members. I, uh, I know, I know there's digital files and I, you get your military file, but for me, the way I do things, I went back to a tough box in my garage. I pulled open a binder, you know, and I found that combat action ad hard copy. Right. I made a folk. <laughs> so, you know, he was like, he was like the VSO officer, Texas veterans commission. Anybody retiring in Texas, I encourage you to go through the Texas veterans commission. <clears throat> they were outstanding. They helped me out. And, uh, Got me the rating that I deserved, I believe, in my opinion. So <clears throat> he said, give me your jump log. I went back to that binder. I pulled out my jump log, you know. Uh, <clears throat> not sure if any of those helped, but um, I'm sure they did. But, you know, the fact is that you want to save your save your hard copy stuff. Um, save your hard copy stuff. Um, you know, we were talking on the, that brings me a, a, a story. We were talking up on the phone. And you're asking me about my, my time in service, right? <laughs> this reminds me, right? In the phone conversation, I was going to tell you. But uh, when I came to retirement, you know, in the 90s, in the Marine Reserves, in the 90s, uh, anybody that served in the 80s or 70s, anybody listening to this served, you know, before they, you know, the digital dig, digital explosion occurred. I remember, you know, we went to our two-week drill and we would go to the admin clerk and get our check handed to us, Right. And you'd have to sign. Remember, you have to sign for your check. Here's your check, you know, for your two weeks of, of time here. I don't know what it was. It's an E5 that I had, you know, four years time in service, drill pay, <laughs> maybe a few a thousand bucks or something. You know, I don't know, a few thousand, right? But anyway, uh, we get these printouts, or, you know, like kind of like a, you know how Xerox, a copy machine would spit out these printouts, right? And uh, it's just, you know, so anyway, I kept those. Thank goodness I kept those. I kept those. Anybody listen to me, I, you know, you're not going to have this problem because everything's, you know, digitally. My point is, you know, if you, if you're in a service, keep what you get, hard copy it, have a, have a tough box, have a tough box, have an, I love me book and keep it documented. Right. So, uh, this, uh, this retirement service officer, I was going through getting my retirement orders. I lucked out. He was a former Marine on an army base. Right. You know, uh, contractor gs type he was like hey i need your i need your points that you got your point system that you got in the marine reserves and i was like oh my gosh scratching my head i went back to my binder i pulled out this printout you know that i kept here's all my points you know i turned it in and thank god i had it because it, it, it gave me all those reserve the six years in reserves i, I probably got about a, a year a year maybe a year active duty or maybe a year and a half you know, that's including my basic training, my boot camp in San Diego, Hollywood Marine here, folks, Hollywood Marine. I'm proud, proud, proud to say it. Right. Uh, I, I go on TikTok and shout that as loud as I can. Hollywood Marine. <laughs> and these Paris Island guys come on. They say, yeah, get, we had it tougher because of the sand fleas. I'm telling you what, man, <laughs> I don't really care. I'm <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll do respect. Yeah, simplify to all you <laughs> Marines out there. Right. Uh, no, I, <laughs> I'm just so proud to say I went to San Diego. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, um, yeah go ahead. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> no, man, you're good. I digress. I'm a Hollywood <laughs> Marine myself. <laughs> That's outstanding, right? Hey, remember uh, running down the flight line 
you know, with the fence right there with the barbed wire, right? You're running, you're running, the, the drill, drill instructor's called the cadence, and you see these planes just go, <laughs> that was a mind work. I, wasn't I, I tell you what, I used to always wish I was like, I don't care where that fucking plane's going. I wish I was on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> there was some times, man, I'd just be like, uh, just be getting out there smoked in the pit and you're just watching. <sighs> you're like, mm, where's that one going? I was <laughs> like, can I jump on? <laughs> yeah yeah no absolutely yeah, no, I tell that's you that's one thing uh, about uh going to san diego uh mcrd that that airport was a mind fuck yeah no it, it was but i i'm proud to say that i'm you know just like all some of your listeners i stepped on those yellow footprints and uh we'll get back into my retirement life here in a second but i want to say uh i went through uh I went through January 92 to April 92. I graduated. Please, folks, please forgive me. Don't ask me the name of the company, the name of the battalion. I got the yearbook at home. I could go look it up for you. I just can't remember, okay? But I know I graduated in April of 92. But I tell you what, here's what I do remember. Sergeant Cushing, Sergeant Alexander, right? And and and, and Sergeant Mason, my three drill instructors. Uh, I don't know where you are today. I don't know what you're doing today. I hope you're doing well. God bless you, all three of you. I will never forget all three of you and what you taught me. I'm getting a little emotional about it because it means so much to me. Those three men, what they taught me, you know, about discipline and physical ex- physical PT and how to climb a rope. And, uh, you know, they, 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 I don't know if everyone in, in boot camp had the same experience I had, but um, I, I was never hit. I was uh, always treated with respect and dignity. Our whole company, we, we did well. Um, he would have us come, you know, in the squad bay, sit, sit, you know, with your, with your, I still remember how we had to sit, you know, back up and, you know, your butt on the, on the, on the surface and your, your knees crossed, you know, like this. And, uh, one time he, staff Sergeant Mason, he, he had us watch a video, um, that, uh, Ronald Reagan had, you know, uh, about, uh, pride and being in America, right. And, and respecting our country. And um, I never, I never really got that when I was going through school and in college. I was like, anyway, I, you know what I'm saying. If anybody's listened to this, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I was so blessed. Those three men, thank you. Uh, wherever you are today, I don't know if I'll ever get to meet you again. Probably never will. But that's why uh, on TikTok, uh, when I when I hear a former drill instructor make a video or something, I say, God bless you. God bless you. Any drill instructor listening to this right now. I want you to know how much uh, you've affected the, the lives of young men and women. Anyway, I, I had to share that. Uh, it's yeah, so no, important I've, had, to- I've had four. I've had about four of them on so far that four, uh, you know, uh, devil dogs have gone through being drill instructors. And yeah, man, I, I mean, I, I tell them the same thing. You know, there's just no way that they can't, you know, I mean, I forever will remember my drill instructors and, you know, and what they yeah. did yeah. too. I mean, the, they're everlasting. They leave an imprint on you. Uh, they're the, one of the first, you know, impressions you get when you go in, you know, uh, those, they, they're one of the first, you know, f- impressions besides, you know, the receiving guys that get you. But once you get released in that black Friday, man, and they release them in drill instructors at you and they just come in and then attacking you, man, it's, you know, you develop, uh, uh, you know, 
a found like a respect you know you, you hate the son of a bitches but you love them you know <laughs> yeah no no absolutely i had to say this uh i i i had a little bit of an advantage uh i was a runner i, I ran at a junior college cross country and track you know so um my upper body strength wasn't wasn't the best but then when you went into the marine corps boot camp remember we were allowed to do the kip right remember the kip uh anybody listen uh to to this right now the I, I kip? know that they have changed i don't know about that yeah yeah, yeah that's that where one. you, you kind of oh, okay no 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 it's all good it's all good anybody listen to me uh went to boot camp you know eight, during my time frame again 92 uh you kind of kick your there it's not a dead hang pull up uh it's not a dead hang pull up you're able to kind of swing your hips uh swing uh, your hips to yeah. get momentum to get you know it, it was 20 pull-ups to get the max you know I, ne I never got it what i'm saying is um uh my run was always a max but i think i i i gained a, a certain appreciation affection from the drill instructors you know because of my physical ability i will say that if you're a young man male or female listen to this and you want to go into the into the service if you are in the best physical shape of your life you're going to gain, you're going to gain some friends. I'm telling you, you're going to gain some friends, especially in the Marine Corps and the army, because that is something that is, um, you know, they, 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 they love that. They love that being a physical, physical readiness shape. Right. Well, then again, you have to be for combat arms, you know, you, you, you gotta be able to, 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 to be, to be good in physical shape, you know, cause you're, you're going to cost somebody's life if you don't, but anyway, you go to combat, but, uh, they kind of like me. I think they like me. So anyway, I, I will say that, but, uh, you know, um, yes, I, I, I'm God bless you for having those, uh, drill instructors on Brian. God bless you. Um, I, aside from maybe, maybe a teacher, not even close, not a teacher, maybe my football, my football coach, uh, not even close. I'm just trying to think off the top of my head who my parents, my dad, he took me hunting. He taught me a lot of good lessons, you know, give me a firm handshake, but. And since you're I, on TikTok. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Mm -hmm. Since you're on TikTok, do you know Jonas the Mad Hatter? Yes, yes, uh, I follow him. I uh, follow him. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, he's been on my show, and he was a drill instructor. Ah, awesome, he's, awesome. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. So he, awesome. he's, okay. he's an air winger, uh, but you know, he's been on my show twice because he's, he's had such great, uh, you know, stories. You know, while he was a drill instructor, and then his second round, we kind of went in depth about drill instructor school in, in itself because man you got to think about it drill instructors they go through boot camp you know a lot of them do nine cycles uh, it sounds you know what i've from what i've heard so that's nine different times they got to go through and to be a drill instructor they got to go through it again i mean so and then when they join they went through it so it's like man them dudes are going through boot camp a lot <laughs> yeah the sacrifice that you all make drill instructors uh is uh just is enormous and that impression that you leave you know to the young men and women especially me included like i said 90 april of 92 here mason cushing and alexander i'll never forget their faces and what they taught me in life but uh, uh i was gonna say you know i i, I can't think of uh, any other person that really gave me that sort of uh in lessons uh maybe like i said a teacher a football coach that i had in high school my dad maybe uh those just uh and my mom too but yeah, i'm talking like you know those 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 physical physical moments you know those those, those <laughs> you know more 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 physical a little bit of mental you know when it comes to drill discipline through and, pain and, and marching <laughs> i think <laughs> that's what it is yes that's what it is 
And um, then, you know, I finished uh, boot camp and went on to that uh, 30-day course you got to take. Every Marine's a rifleman, you know. Uh, they bust you up to these little Quonset huts uh, somewhere in Camp Pendleton. And uh, that was another... Marine combat but, training. Yeah. MCT. Yeah, yeah, I'm telling you. I'm t- um, that a whole another uh, part two of boot camp. Yeah, yeah, I thought I was done. <laughs> I thought I was yeah. done. I, I can't. I can't honestly. I can't remember now. It's been so long. If I, I don't know if I took leave after boot camp or not. But I can't. I don't. Yeah, think they give boot- you. They give you. Uh, so well, at least in my time when I joined in two thousand. So when we got out of boot camp, we had two weeks of leave. Did you? Um, okay. Before you went to MCT, but I caught on to some recruiting duty. So if you were able to catch on the recruiting duty, you can extend yourself out. So I was, man, I think I did like a four weeks of recruiting duty. So I think I was home for about six weeks before I went to MCT. And then after MCT, it was just, it was nonstop. From MCT, yeah. went to my schooling, and then from schooling, went into the fleet. And then, yeah. you know, it was uh, all history from there. <laughs> no, you know, gotcha. I got, what'd you do in the Marine Corps, Brian? I was in supply. I was actually a warehouse clerk, 3051. They also call us uh, box kickers. nice no that's cool no i my point was about going to that is i thought i thought maybe i I was done you know at boot camp right Um, yeah uh i was done so no mct was a kick in the ass i'm telling you uh we went on this 25 (laughs) mile march remember with a with a weapon and some weight in your i think it's maybe 15 pounds that's not much i understand but a helmet and uh uh, we started like at four zero four, and we finished like I think around ten thirty or eleven or something. And I'll never forget. This is what this is what's so cool about the Marine Corps. I know I was I was in the reserves, but uh, I still went through the boot camp and and, and the MCT. But um, um, this uh, I can't remember. This E seven comes out maybe easy seven, maybe E eight. But he was like, you know that pain you're feeling, that pain you're feeling in your legs and your knees and your body right now, uh, Marines. It's called character. Call carry. Yeah. I'll never, I'll never, I'll never forget that. I was hurting so bad. Man, I was hurting so bad. Yep. Would they? What we did? It was called the ammo run, and they, we had to carry these ammo freaking boxes. And man, it felt like your arm was about to fall off because the things were. I don't know how freaking heavy they were, <laughs> but those ammo cans were not light. No, I and bet. I bet. Miles yeah, no, no, and I, miles. I bet. How many? Do you remember how many miles you did? Gosh, dang, man. I don't even know. Probably back then it was probably around 10, I want to say. Oh, okay, but okay. Yeah, they, they, okay. but it was a lot. And I remember not everybody had an ammo can, but at one point in time, you were going to pick that thing up because, you know, someone was going to carry it as long as they could before their arm f- fell off. And then, you know, the next guy had to pick it up. And then hopefully you're like, come on, bro. Hopefully he goes yeah. a little bit further. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, when you're, you know, when you're a bigger guy, <laughs> no, these damn guy, things, man, thing they always pick you for all the crap. Like, oh, sit down, go carry him, <laughs> go, go pick that up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I hear I, some some great, uh, great lessons here, some uh, great experiences and great lessons. But um, so I'm just so proud, so proud to 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 have gone through that experience. Uh, you know, I I uh, accomplished what I wanted to accomplish. <laughs> Uh, you know, like I said, I joined the Marine Corps because I saw the commercials and I just wanted that physical challenge. So, uh, and I love the, the, the weekend passes we got going down in San Diego. I 
I went through that city. I'll tell you what, I hit every single, you know, military museum and military, whatever it is, military, you know, I was so proud and everywhere you went, I tell you the, the, the people down there respected you. I, I have nothing to good say, nothing but good things to say about that, that community down there, Oceanside and, and uh, San Diego area. So, yeah, um, I love Oceanside. That's definitely yeah, a place I would love yeah. to, to go live. If I'm stuck here in California, I told the wife, I'd love to go live off of Oceanside. I yeah. eat Clemus almost every day. The burritos from there. But, oh, uh, nice. I'll have to check that out. <laughs> but uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, uh, that was a great experience. Um, back, 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 back to my, uh, re retirement life here. I, I retired in uh, September of 21. Um, I haven't, um, per se worked full-time employment. Uh, I haven't worked uh, in the last year, almost two years now as it kind of, a uh, getting a little personal here on this, on this podcast, but it's kind of a, an agreement uh, between I have between me and my wife. Uh, she, um, actually told me, uh, you, 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 she said, Hey, uh, you know, of course I can do whatever I want. Right. <laughs> but, uh, you've been married to somebody. It's a team effort. And, uh, yep. she asked me to take a break. She asked me to take a break. So, right. Yeah. So she asked me to take, she asked me to take a break and, and, uh, my wife and I love to travel. You can see it on my TikTok. I, oh, yeah, I like, yeah, I like, I, I wish there was like, I wish there was, I, Oh, have you seen it? <laughs> yeah, I definitely yeah. have. Well, I yeah. definitely check out your uh, your you videos and uh, you know I've seen you go to your I think it was like your daughter's graduation or something or uh, or a wedding. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. There's yeah. I've seen you all over the place, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's that's been fun. Uh, that's been fun. Um, I can share with you that uh, my wife's her job. She's a psychologist and she contracts out to the VA. And, uh, she does, oh, outstanding. uh, yeah, yeah. So, so she, uh, uh, knows a lot about it. She does a, a PTSD exams. Um, but, uh, my point is she's able to, to make her own schedule. She just tells, you know, she tells the VA when she can work and she's a contractor when she can't work. So she will come S to sweet. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so now that you brought up PTSD, uh, yeah, have yeah. you had PTSD and how have you dealt with it? I mean, it's, I guess it's yeah. kind of nice having a psychologist who yeah. deals with PTSD living there right yeah. at home with you, man. So, and, and yeah. another thing is she could be a lot more, uh, you know, uh, empathetic towards you and understanding, yeah. you know, kind of where you're coming from. Cause she deals with it. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, she's so. my biggest, my biggest support network. Uh, she's the one that I remember I said, I went through a rough, rough mental transition. When you leave the military, uh, folks, you're going to go through a rough, a rough transition. I would tell you the best thing you can do for yourselves is for me, it was my wife. Okay. You find your own support network. You find your own support support network. Right. So, so, so find that, but yes, I am diagnosed with uh, PTSD. Um, it's something that, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to share. I, I'm so grateful when I see other service members come on TikTok and share that story. There's a gunny gunnery sergeant, uh, who, who, who shares, um, he's retired now, but I know he, he, uh, he, on his, on his, uh, TikTok profile, it's Okius Gunny. Please check him out. The Okius Gunny. Yeah, no, so yeah, he shared, no, yeah. yeah, he's oh, getting, yeah, you know, yeah. yes, I have, uh, I'm trying to get him on the show. Okay. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. I, I, I'm so thankful. Yeah, we for talk. You I you, have his cell phone good, and stuff. So he's good. 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 If you are living, you may not be, but I'm so thankful that you are so willing to make yourself so vulnerable, you know, to, to, so that others may learn 
so that others may learn. So yeah, it's my important, wife. Yeah. It's important, Damon, that uh, that uh, we show everybody that it's okay. It's okay yes. not to be okay, and yeah. we gotta, you know. And um, a lot of us come from a background of hey, suck it up, you know, you know, put a band, you know, yeah, put some salt on the thing and move, you know. I mean, we come from that generation now. We've got a lot of people that have a lot of things going on, and the more that we normalize it, and the more that each and every one of us talk about it, the easier it gets for everybody else. And you know what? It's not always easy to share things like that, man, and be vulnerable. But you you might actually help or save someone's life by talking about it. You know what I mean? So uh, don't ever feel you know ashamed to talk about it, especially when you're with your fellow uh, brothers or sisters. Uh, you know, we're here to support and we all want, you know, we're all kind of in the same boat together. There's even first responders and stuff that we're reaching out yes. to and we're trying to yes. capture. I mean, yes. cause they go through a lot of things day in, day out. So, you know, we, we got to start talking about it and, and it got to be okay. And, you know, um, the more that we talk about it, I think the more that help can be done. No, you're absolutely right. Uh, you mentioned uh, first responders. Um, that, that's so critical that um, that they are they are acknowledged too. Um, there are so many resources that that one can find. Right? Uh, I used to go to I don't do it anymore, but I used to go to a support group. Uh, and I'm trying to look at my phone to tell the uh, listeners um, the name of the the name of the organization. But we'd meet once a week, uh, you know, over Zoom, um, and it was first first responders and um, and uh, military, uh, retired military, or folks that had gotten out of the military. Um, but there are so many resources that uh, one can use. Um, I cer cer certainly apologize for not being able to find that, but uh, um, uh, let me see here. But you, you, you were going to show the 988 line, you know. Uh, yeah, I keep showing it definitely. It's yeah. always, we'll go That's ahead and pop it up, but I always like to show that. I yeah. uh, kind of have a thing at the 22 minute mark. Um, uh -huh. I, I, I want to, I always start putting it out. It's a thing when I hit the 22 awesome. mark uh, while we're recording, uh, put up the line number. No, that, that's, that's, it's, it's, uh, so, so important. Um, there, there are so many resources that you can find, um, you know, so many support groups, um, whether you want to do it in person, whether you don't want to do it in person, you know, and this, this, uh, this zoom call that I used to go to, it was, it was Thursday night and I, I it was taken away from my time with my wife. So, <laughs> you know, there's a balance, right? So, uh, I went, I, I was like, Hey guys, I was like, and gals, I can't, I can't really commit to this every, every, every Thursday, but I just want the, the listeners out there to know there are so many, uh, support groups, um, operation healing heroes. I think it is what it is operations healing heroes um but um uh anyway I'm, I'm having trouble finding it on my phone operation healing heroes uh, okay. please just do your own research you do your own research there are so many groups out there that you can find i know the va has so many resources the va has so many resources but um you know what helps me is i i spend time in the gym uh I, I just try to take care of my body by my eating and my sleeping. I know that sounds so easy to say, folks. I know it does. I know it does, but I uh, do the best that I can. Uh, you know, I, I, I find that the gym time helps me. And then uh, 
my family time with my wife and kids really helped me. But you have to find your own support network. What works for me may not work for you. Um, find a support network. I'm also very involved in the, the American Legion. Um, and that's something that I, I give a lot of time to uh, with meetings and uh, volunteering my time with, uh, with, with certain events with my American Legion post. Uh, so, mm -hmm. yeah, that's great, man. Yeah. Um, shoot. Is there anything else that you want to share or any, you know, last messages out there that you want to say to anybody? No, no, uh, really, no. uh, I think you gotten the gist of it, who I am and what I wanted to come on here and accomplish is, uh, you know, the Marine, the, the, the army, the military, any branch, <clears throat> It can be very, very rewarding if you're listening to this. And uh, I highly encourage you to, to uh, experience that. <clears throat> Keep yourself in good physical shape. <clears throat> the resources that <clears throat> the VA has and, and other organizations like the Operation Healing Heroes has for folks that have uh, uh, mental health challenges like PTSD uh, can really help. So take advantage of, of, of those. Those are uh, and then take advantage of joining a, a veteran service organization. You know, um, I, I, if you don't mind me sharing a little bit, Brian, taking maybe past the, uh, the, the, uh, the hour limit here. No. <laughs> okay, no, good, good. No, we're good, good, uh, good, good. I just want to say, you know, um, especially if you're, you're a female, uh, you know, I, there are some challenges when it comes to veteran service organizations, you know, because of, um, uh, they're just challenges, right? So <laughs> I don't know how to say this correctly, but uh, things are getting better, right? They are, they are more welcoming right now. Okay. They're more welcoming right now to, to, uh, to, uh, uh, your service. And, uh, I know, I know I put this on TikTok. I don't know. I'm explaining it very well. I put this on TikTok and I asked the young, the young or the young, uh, generation, my generation, why, uh, we are not joining service organizations. And I got a, a myriad of answers back, okay? I understand those answers. Uh, but I, I just encourage you, uh, if you're male or female, please encourage you to, to look into joining a veteran service organization. Uh, for me, it's the American Legion. I do that because my, my grandfather was very involved in it. So, um, And you don't have to be a combat veteran uh, to join the American Legion. All they require is an honorable discharge from you. Okay. So that's kind of the difference between the VFW and the American Legion, um, to each his own, right? And for me, it's the American Legion. You don't have to have any combat, uh, on your DD-214 like you do with the VFW, but, uh, it's very important to me. Uh, VSOs are very important to me. So, um, I'll leave you with that. Yeah. And we're, 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 you know, the times are changing, you know, it's, it's no longer, you know, the old guard gardenies of yesos. And we need the young generation to step up and, and, and kind of, you know, say, Hey, Hey, old guard, you know, <laughs> here's some new young thinking, right? Here's some new young thinking, right? It's not, uh, it's not that old way of doing things anymore. Right. Anyway, uh, God bless you to, to the, the greatest generation. <laughs> I hope I'm not trying to offend you here. I'm just saying that, you know, the new folks need to step up and uh, join new folks. You need to step up and join VSOs. We need this new young blood. We need more females. We need more minorities, right? We need more minorities in these VSOs uh, to stay relevant, right? So when the reason I joined and, and the reason I, 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 I stay joined and I count as a number 
is because when the American Legion or the VFW commander can go to a Senate or a House Armed Services Committee and say, I represent, you know, 2 million or whatever. I represent 1.5 million. That is so powerful. So that's why your vote, your vote, your, your, your voice counts. Okay. Uh, join, join. I encourage you to join. Make, make sure that you are counted when that American Legion commander uh, goes to, you know, the Armed Services Committee and he says, you know, this is how the PACT Act, you know, the, the, the Toxins Act that was passed in last September, uh, you know, October, whatever it is, providing relief to so many veterans that have got a condition from toxins that were in the air, right? From your deployments, right? It's so important. He's able to say, um, you know, these are the many numbers that I have and please listen to me. Okay. So that's my pitch to join a VSO. <laughs> All right, man. Join a VSO. And we need more younger members. We need females. We need, we need females. We need the minorities. Come on in. Come on in. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right, Damon. Well, hey, once again, man, I thank you for coming on the show, sharing your stories and your experiences with us. I absolutely appreciate you, brother. If you could just wait, hold tight, and uh, I'll be joining you real quick. Yeah. Uh, once again, thanks. All right, friends and fam, thank you guys again for watching Every Day is a Saturday. Hey, if you guys have a chance, go check out the Facebook group right below Every Day is a Saturday, USMC Veteran. If you haven't joined that group, go join that group. You can check out, there's, you know, memes, uh, all kinds of stuff in there, good events, a lot of uh, veteran organizations. It is really, uh, you know, I share all kinds of information as soon as I, you know, see anything. Um, also, if you guys are watching this and you want to listen to it, you can go check it out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and also on the Gun Room Radio. And if you haven't heard what the Gun Room Radio is, you need to go check that out. Here is the link to the Gun Room Radio. That is a veteran uh, radio show. It plays veteran artists, music artists, and also veteran podcasts. You can catch me on there on uh, Thursdays at, uh, let's see, I think it's 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So, uh, yeah, go check me out. And all you guys got to do, hey, like and share the show. It doesn't cost anything. It really helps it out. Uh, once again, I appreciate each and every one of you guys for watching every day is a Saturday with me, myself, and I, Brian Roof. Until next time, Urgh.